Six months ago, Facebook did something that very few companies in the history of business has ever done. It is time for us to adopt a new company brand to reflect who we are and what we hope to build. I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. They changed their entire business philosophy and mission and pivoted the $700 billion company into something that does not exist currently. We are talking about the metaverse. Metaverse. The metaverse. metaverse. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. The metaverse. And why Facebook rebranded the themselves to Meta. In the next decade, we hope uh, a billion people will be able to use the metaverse and transact with hundreds of billions of dollars worth of commerce, digital commerce. In 2021, Meta spent $10 billion on Facebook Reality Labs, the metaverse division at Facebook. Facebook, now Meta, will not be building the metaverse alone. We are going to be partnering with other companies, talking about it more broadly uh, with the ecosystem because it's too big for any one company to build alone. While Meta put the metaverse on center stage, it is far from the only big tech company investing in this virtual space. As the digital and physical worlds come together, we are creating an entirely new platform layer, which is the metaverse. It's no longer just looking at a camera view of a factory floor. You can be on the floor. It's no longer just video conferencing with colleagues. You can be with them in the same room. It's no longer just playing a game with friends. You can be in the game with them. What we have shown you today is only the beginning. Microsoft started building its own ideas around the metaverse more than five years ago, and Azure will play a huge role in its future. But could the big unlock here be gaming? Gaming is how a lot of people are going to step into the metaverse for the first time. It already has some of the most fully built out digital goods, the most active creator and developer communities, and major platforms like Epic are working to build out the metaverse, starting with gaming. There's a good reason why most of the innovation is coming from the gaming industry, and that's because for decades, the only devices powerful enough to render a complex 3D virtual world were gaming consoles. At THC, we break down how we believe metaverse will just be an extension of what gaming is today. If you'd known how important the technology economy was 20 years ago, would you have done things differently? The internet, cell phones, the cloud, and data. Things have changed, and we're here to talk about it. Hi, I'm Jed. Hi, I'm Shikhar. Welcome to Things Have Changed, your new economics and technology podcast. So there's this concept in tech where you want to make sure consumers, users do not have any other option in that segment. Mm -hmm. Apple, you have your laptop, MacBook, you have your iPhone, both running on iOS, macOS. You got your watch. You have your watch. You have your AirPods. Yeah. Apple Home. You have Apple CarPlay. Apple Music. Apple Podcasts, where you're listening to this. Within this ecosystem, it provides everything that you need. You don't need to step outside it. And so similar to um, Apple's OS is Google and Android. They have their own phones. They have the Chromebooks now doing to, doing quite well. They have their headphones. They have, they bought Fitbit recently. So they're 
they're going to enter the smartwatch uh, market. Another concept where you've created a virtual ecosystem, but something that we like to call as a walled garden. Where walled garden. Okay. Yeah. The consumer is within this garden and you're just feeding them more products within that. I think our listeners are pretty familiar with this concept, even just anecdotally. Like if you think about it, you've probably had the same problem where some of your friends or most of your friends are on an Apple product. They're on like an iPhone, right? And a really easy way to feel this is when somebody in the group has an Android, right? (laughs) So you have your group chats and you have this blue text coming on and this dude with an Android comes up with, you know, green text, the whole blue text, green text shit. Yeah. This is a good like way to think about the walled garden. There's some things that will be exclusive in one walled garden. Intuitively, that person is outside the ecosystem. Yeah. We want to kind of talk about this thing that happened to Facebook. Facebook's whole business model is down to ad, ad revenues. The stuff that you see on, um, on Instagram, Facebook is you might just be scrolling. You have a conversation about uh, teapots and you see an ad for a uh, teapot. <laughs> that, how many times has that Annoying happened to you? Shit, dude. It's crazy, shit. but that's how great their algorithms have become to tap into user data, right? And Apple did something very interesting a few months ago where they gave the option to consumers to actually choose whether they want their data to be tracked. So think about it. This was when I think everything changed for Facebook and how this this shift to the metaverse happened so quickly. I think it would have taken a lot longer, um, at least the idea and the philosophy. But this was instant because, I mean, Facebook does move quickly. They have this incredible, one of the most amazing money machines ever in history, their ad revenue business. And then Apple came and threw a wrench in the gears. Now, because of this new setting, it's now much harder for advertisers to track user behavior. And so they're not going to make as much money, the advertisers, right? So they asked Facebook in their quarterly um, earnings call, actually revealed that it could cost them $10 billion in revenue. Wow. Jesus. A ridiculous $250 billion wiped out in a single day. Largest drop markdown in Wall Street history. That was 26% of Facebook just wiped out in one day. That's only 26% of Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Back then. (laughs) 250. Just a quarter. Yeah. 250 billion, just a quarter. So, uh, and they're not doing too well with uh, user retention as well. They lost like 1 million daily active users in a quarter, which is, you know, again, negative news. And then you have additional negative news. So this thing, this concept of a walled garden is important here is because Facebook, where does Facebook sit? Facebook sits on iOS as an app or on Google or on Android as an app. So they still depend on the real big tech companies over here, Apple and Google, technically. So their philosophy here is, okay, why not create a separate reality 
So basically, to sum up, Facebook was at the mercy of all the other big tech giants. Yeah. Because of, you know, what Apple had done, it kind of shows and proves that they didn't have that kind of market power. And they yeah. were at the mercy of these, these tech giants. So they need to do something big to get out of this rut of getting played by the other tech companies. They wanted to create their own platform. They wanted to turn it around. They yeah. were so mad about their reality, <laughs> dude. They had to try to come up with a new one. No, but that's, that's an interesting change, right? Uh, this multi-billion dollar company going into such a massive you know, philosophy switch into it's a, it's, the yeah, world it's, of Yeah, it's, st- it's still an idea, you know? Has this ever happened? Has a company making so much money being worth so close to a trillion dollars, 750 tri- billion or whatever, and just, just like that decide to pivot their entire company to an idea that currently is still so vague? Pretty, Crazy. Yeah, you Crazy. can't even define it yet, you know? It's hard to define what the metaverse really is. So it's interesting because... I liken this to sort of Steve Jobs introducing the iPhone, right? It's, there's a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences with what that is. Because when Steve Jobs introduced this new piece of technology, it was ready to ship in six months. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? We don't have any idea when the metaverse is going to be here from Facebook's perspective. Or what is it? If it is here right now, is it Roblox? You know what I mean? Is it Minecraft? Is it Fortnite? Like, it's interesting that they had to go through this change to take off all the heat too. I mean, let's not forget, Facebook's been under fire in the last two years. So, you know, Zuckerberg himself especially. But this definitely (laughs) looked like a PR play to me. But at the same time, obviously, like, the massive shift can cause um, this new philosophy to push them towards a different business direction. Yeah. Right? Look at the spend, dude. $10 billion on Facebook Reality Labs in 2021. That's the division that does the AR, VR, and all this shit with, with the Oculus, right? $10 billion, dude. I mean, like you said, Zuckerberg is a risk taker. Yeah. And I mean, this is a huge, that's 20% of the employees working on all the metaverse shit. You know, it's it's fascinating how big of this pivot is going to affect the future of Facebook as a company, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've been talking about Facebook this whole time, about how they're kind of rebranding towards um, the metaverse. But they're far from the only company looking at this space and, you know, building the so-called metaverse, right? I think one of the larger players um they could really play a a pivotal role in how people adopt or use or interact with the metaverse really is microsoft you know and it's not immediately obvious if you have been paying attention to the company you may have seen some demos you may have seen satya nadella go through the digital twins program or um hololens or all these products that were built in relation to um ar vr right um But Microsoft is also in a great place in terms of what the current models of the metaverse are. Gaming, right? In the context of the metaverse, have you seen uh, Ready Player One, dude? Yeah. Dude. Great movie. Sick, sick movie. Definitely watch that. But back to 
Microsoft um, and how it plays a big role in this space, man. Like the whole metaverse conversation within Microsoft was happening five years ago, you know, and a lot of what's been coming up in the last, you know, few months of what you've been seeing online and about all these articles about the metaverse, like Microsoft has invested significantly, especially, I mean, in the AR space. I mean, you're familiar with HoloLens, right? Yep. What was your reaction to that product, like coming out into the market, like this thing that you had to to wear? As a hardware guy, it's it's fascinating uh, because think about the amount of rendering you need. It's taking your existing environment and overlaying digital images and software on top of it. So that itself is just a crazy amount of computation, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a device that's massive. You know, mobile phones 20 years ago was like the size of a suitcase. So maybe down the line, 10 years down the line, it could be as small as a form factor, which is just you putting, you know, glasses on and you having, you know, everything you need. And right now, it's still big and bulky, $3,500, you know, there's not a lot that has been sold in the market today, about two fifty, three hundred thousand 300000 around the world. Um, it's not a massively impactful product yet. But since Microsoft has been playing this game since 2015, they have quite a bit of an advantage in the AR space, which could also play a role in the metaverse, you know, so... It's kind of interesting the position that these companies are at, right? Some of them have specialties in some areas of building the metaverse. Mm -hmm. So regardless of like Facebook starting this whole conversation again, like they're not going to be able to do it alone. You know, there are all these other companies that have to help build this so-called metaverse, right? And I think Microsoft has a, a huge card to play, dude. Who spends more, the most time online interacting with storylines, interacting with other people across the world through a digital... Yeah, games. gaming is one of the biggest ecosystems like that. Yeah, think about it. You know, you're playing a game, you're exchanging money through the game yeah. mechanics. The most significant thing that we've talked about a lot in this series, right, was Microsoft's acquisition or would-be acquisition of Activision Blizzard after the FTC is done with them um, back in January, right? We talked about that already. So you, you know the details of Activision Blizzard's acquisition. So if this transaction actually goes through, right, Microsoft has all of this user base that it had just acquired from Activision Blizzard. It has a host of new games to add on to its existing platforms, which if you haven't listened to our previous episode, check it out. We talk about um, subscription services and gaming. Yeah. Um, You know, it it means so much for what Microsoft can play. And let's not forget, like, beyond the Xbox and beyond this possible Activision play, Microsoft also owns a lot of data centers. And Microsoft is a huge player in the cloud game. Azure, right? We talked about cloud as well and how um, Azure has uh, come right on number two on Amazon, right? AWS. And Azure plays a big role because in order for you to be able to create this metaverse, 
um, and have all these games be hosted on such metaverses, you need amazing compute power, right? And you need the technology and the infrastructure to be able to handle all those users that are going to be on your platform for whatever it is, gaming or whatever the heck it is that you're going to do on the metaverse. So I think Microsoft's in a unique place, dude, because they're also going into the workspace, dude, having meetings online, you know, being in the presence of your coworkers, teams, you know, like it's this massive infrastructure that they have and that they're capable of providing, like gives them a really unique advantage. Definitely in this space. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I think honestly, Microsoft's in a pretty good spot. <laughs> think about it. You're in a team's call. You have your word docs, you have your PowerPoints, blah, blah, blah. You're presenting something in the metaverse. And then you're like, you know what? This meeting has, you know, gotten me exhausted. I need to, I need a break. So you just look this side and then you start playing Call of Duty. You know, I think that's something that they kind of envision. It's just weird, but yeah, you know what? It could, I could see it happen, you know? It's kind of crazy how that's such a possibility. This episode has largely been us getting into this topic, but next episode, we'll be kind of talking, diving into the other players. Who are the big players right now, right? And the big one that we did not talk specifically, purposely during this conversation was Minecraft. We spoke about Microsoft this, Microsoft that. Who owns Minecraft? <laughs> Microsoft too. We barely talked about Roblox, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, in our next episode, I think what we're really going to go dive deep into is, you know, what does the metaverse look like today? What are the games that are out there? Who are the the other players in the space that might play a pivotal role into actually creating the metaverse? So there are more than like 3,000 open jobs on Meta's website right now. And... 24%, 24%, 24%, 24%, a quarter of that are for roles in augmented reality and virtual reality. So they are going into this metaverse concept really hard. What's surprising is the most common keywords in all these job roles is the word gaming. We believe at THC that gaming as it is today, the next frontier of it would be the metaverse. This still seems so early as a concept, as an idea, as a philosophy. And we're going to dive more into who are the big players within gaming right now, who we believe could be the big players come the metaverse tomorrow.